Section 16 of the Book of Household Management. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joan Freeman. The Book of Household Management by Isabella Beaton. Recipes. Chapter 8. Part 3. Baked Mackerel. Number 279. Ingredients. Four middling-sized mackerel, a nice delicate forcemeat, see forcemeats, three ounces of butter, pepper, and salt to taste. Mode. Clean the fish, take out the rose, and fill up with forcemeat, and sew up the slit. Flour, and put them in a dish, heads and tails alternately, with the rose. And between each layer put some little pieces of butter, and pepper, and salt. Bake for one half an hour, and either serve with plain melted butter, or a maitre d'hôtel sauce. Time, one half hour. Average cost for this quantity, one shilling ten pence. Seasonable, from April to July. Sufficient for six persons. Note, baked mackerel may be dressed in the same way as baked herrings, see number 268, and may also be stewed in wine. Weight of the mackerel. The greatest weight of this fish seldom exceeds two pounds, whilst their ordinary length runs between fourteen and twenty inches. They die almost immediately after they are taken from their element, and for a short time exhibit a phosphoric light. Boiled mackerel, number 280. Ingredients. One quarter pound of salt to each gallon of water. Mode. Cleanse the inside of the fish thoroughly, and lay it in the kettle with sufficient water to cover it with salt, as above. Bring it gradually to boil, skim well, and simmer gently till done. Dish them on a hot napkin, heads and tails alternately, and garnish with fennel. Fennel sauce and plain melted butter are the usual accompaniments to boiled mackerel, but caper or anchovy sauce is sometimes served with it. See Colored Plate F. Time. After the water boils, ten minutes. For larger mackerel, allow more time. Average cost, from four pence. Seasonable, from April to July. Note, when variety is desired, fillet the mackerel, boil it, and pour over parsley and butter. Send some of this, besides, in a tureen. Broiled mackerel, number 281. Ingredients. Pepper and salt to taste, a small quantity of oil. Mode. Mackerel should never be washed when intended to be broiled, but merely wiped very clean and dry after taking out the gills and insides. Open the back and put in a little pepper, salt, and oil. Broil it over a clear fire, turn it over on both sides, and also on the back. When sufficiently cooked, the flesh can be detached from the bone, which will be in about fifteen minutes for a small mackerel. Chop a little parsley, work it up in the butter with pepper and salt to taste, and a squeeze of lemon juice, and put it in the back. Serve before the butter is quite melted with a maitre d'hôtel sauce in a tureen. Time. Small mackerel, fifteen minutes. Average cost, from four pence. Seasonable, from April to July. Illustration. The mackerel. The mackerel. This is not only one of the most elegantly formed but one of the most beautifully colored fishes when taken out of the sea that we have. Death 
in some degree impairs the vivid splendor of its colors, but it does not entirely obliterate them. It visits the shores of Great Britain in countless shoals, appearing about March, off the Land's End, in the bays of Devonshire, about April, off Brighton, in the beginning of May, and on the coast of Suffolk, about the beginning of June. In the Orkneys they are seen till August, but the greatest fishery is on the west coasts of England. To choose mackerel. In choosing this fish, purchasers should, to a great extent, be regulated by the brightness of its appearance. If it has a transparent silvery hue, the flesh is good, but if it be red about the head, it is stale. Fillets of mackerel. 282. Ingredients. Two large mackerel, one ounce butter, one small bunch of chopped herbs, three tablespoons of medium stock, number 105, three tablespoonfuls of bechamel, see sauces, salt, cayenne, and lemon juice to taste. Mode. Clean the fish and fillet it. Scald the herbs, chop them fine, and put them with the butter and stock into a stew-pot. Lay in the mackerel and simmer very gently for ten minutes. Take them out and put them on a hot dish. Dredge in a little flour and the other ingredients, give one boil, and pour it over the mackerel. Time, twenty minutes. Average cost for this quantity, one shilling sixpence. Seasonable from April to July. Sufficient for four persons. Note, fillets of mackerel may be covered with egg and bread crumbs and fried of a nice brown. Serve with maitre d'hotel sauce and plain melted butter. The Veracity of the Mackerel The veracity of this fish is very great, and from their immense numbers they are bold in attacking objects of which they might otherwise be expected to have a wholesome dread. Pontopitan relates an anecdote of the sailor belonging to a ship lying in one of the harbors on the coast of Norway, who, having gone into the sea to bathe, was suddenly missed by his companions. In the course of a few minutes, however, he was seen on the surface, with great numbers of mackerel clinging to him by their mouths. His comrades hastened in a boat to his assistance, but when they had struck the fishes from him and got him up, they found he was so severely bitten that he shortly afterward expired. Pickled Mackerel 283. Ingredients. 12 peppercorns, 2 bay leaves, 1 half pint of vinegar, 4 mackerel. Mode. Boil the mackerel as in the recipe number 282 and lay them in a dish. Take half the liqueur they were boiled in. Add as much vinegar, peppercorns, and bay leaves. Boil for 10 minutes and when cold, pour over the fish. Time, 1 half hour. Average cost, 1 shilling, 6 pence. Mackerel garum. This brine, so greatly esteemed by the ancients, was manufactured from various kinds of fishes. When mackerel was employed, a few of them were placed in a small vase with a large quantity of salt, which was well stirred, and then left to settle for some hours. On the following day, this was put into an earthen pot, which was uncovered and placed in a situation to get the rays of the sun. At the end of two or three months it was hermetically sealed, after having had added to it a quantity of old wine, equal to one-third of the mixture. Gray Mullet, 284. Ingredients. One quarter pound of salt to each gallon of water. Mode. 
If the fish be very large, it should be laid in cold water and gradually brought to a boil. If small, put it in boiling water, salted in the above proportion. Serve with anchovy sauce and plain melted butter. Time, according to size, one quarter to three quarters hour. Average cost, eight pence per pound. Seasonable from July to October. Illustration of the gray mullet. The gray mullet, this is quite a different fish from the red mullet, is abundant on the sandy coasts of Great Britain and ascends rivers for miles. On the south coast it is very plentiful and is considered a fine fish. It improves more than any other saltwater fish when kept in ponds. Red mullet. 285. Ingredients. Oiled paper, thickening of butter and flour, one-half teaspoonful of anchovy sauce, one glass of sherry, cayenne, and salt to taste. Mode. Clean the fish, take out the gills, but leave the inside. Fold in oiled paper and bake them gently. When done, take the liqueur that flows from the fish, add a thickening of butter kneaded with flour, put in the other ingredients, and let it boil for two minutes. Serve the sauce in a tureen, and the fish either with or without the paper cases. Time, about 25 minutes. Average cost, one shilling each. Seasonable at any time, but more plentiful in summer. Note, red mullet may be broiled and should be folded in oiled paper, the same as in the preceding recipe, and seasoned with pepper and salt. They may be served without sauce, but if any is required, use melted butter, Italian or anchovy sauce. They should never be plain boiled. Illustration, the striped red mullet. The striped red mullet. This fish was very highly esteemed by the ancients, especially by the Romans, who gave the most extravagant prices for it. Those of two pounds weight were valued at about fifteen pound each, those of four pounds at sixty pound, and in the reign of Tiberius, three of them were sold for two hundred nine pound. To witness the changing loveliness of their color during their dying agonies was one of the principal reasons that such a high price was paid for one of these fishes. It frequents our Cornish and Sussex coasts, and is in high request, the flesh being firm, white, and well-flavored. Fried Oysters 286 Ingredients 3 dozen oysters, 2 ounces butter, 1 tablespoon of ketchup, a little chopped lemon peel, 1 half teaspoonful of chopped parsley. Mode Boil the oysters for 1 minute in their own liqueur, and drain them. Fry them with the butter, ketchup, lemon peel, and parsley. Lay them on a dish and garnish with fried potatoes, toasted sippets, and parsley. This is a delicious delicacy and is a favorite Italian dish. Time, five minutes. Average cost for this quantity, one shilling, nine pence. Seasonable from September to April. Sufficient for four persons. Illustration of the edible oyster. The edible oyster. This shellfish is almost universally distributed near the shores of seas in all latitudes, and they especially abound on the coasts of France and Britain. The coasts most celebrated in England for them are those of Essex and Suffolk. Here they are dredged up by means of a net with an iron scraper at the mouth that is dragged by a rope from a boat over the beds. As soon as taken from their native beds, they are stored in pits formed for the purpose furnished with sluices through which at the spring tides the water is suffered to flow. 
This water, being stagnant, soon becomes green in warm weather, and in a few days afterwards the oysters acquire the same tinge, which increases their value in the market. They do not, however, attain their perfection and become fit for sale till the end of six or eight weeks. Oysters are not considered proper for the table till they are about a year and a half old, so that the brood of one spring are not to be taken for sale till at least the September twelve-month afterwards. Scalloped Oysters Number 1 287 Ingredients Oysters, say one pint, one ounce butter, flour, two tablespoonfuls of white stock, two tablespoonfuls of cream, pepper and salt to taste, bread crumbs, oiled butter. Mode. Scald the oysters in their own liqueur, take them out, beard them, and strain the liqueur free from grit. Put one ounce of batter into a stewpan. When melted, dredge in sufficient flour to dry it up, add the stock, cream, and strained liqueur, and give one boil. Put in the oysters and seasoning, let them gradually heat through, but not boil. Have ready the scallop shells buttered, lay in the oysters, and as much of the liquid as they will hold. Cover them over with bread crumbs, over which drop a little oiled butter. Brown them in the oven or before the fire, and serve quickly and very hot. Time. Altogether, one quarter hour. Average cost, for this quantity, three shillings, six pence. Sufficient for five or six persons. Number two. Prepare the oysters as in the preceding recipe, and put them in a scallop shell or saucer, and between each layer sprinkle over a few bread crumbs, pepper, salt, and grated nutmeg. Place small pieces of butter over, and bake before the fire in a Dutch oven. Put sufficient bread crumbs on the top to make a smooth surface, as the oysters should not be seen. Time. About one quarter hour. Average cost, three shillings, two pence. Seasonable from September to April. Stewed Oysters, number 288. Ingredients, one pint of oysters, one ounce of butter, flour, one-third pint of cream, cayenne, and salt to taste, a blade of pounded mace. Mode, scald the oysters in their own liqueur, take them out, beard them, and strain the liqueur. Put the butter into a stewpan, dredge in sufficient flour to dry it up, add the oyster liqueur and mace, and stir it over a sharp fire with a wooden spoon. When it comes to a boil, add the cream, oysters, and seasoning. Let all simmer for one or two minutes, but not longer, or the oysters would harden. Serve on a hot dish, and garnish with croutons or toasted sippets of bread. A small piece of lemon peel, boiled with the oyster liqueur, and taken out before the cream is added, will be found an improvement. Time? Altogether fifteen minutes. Average cost? For this quantity, three shillings, sixpence. Seasonable? From September to April. Sufficient for six persons. The Oyster and the Scallop The oyster is described as a bivalve shellfish, having the valves generally unequal. The hinge is without teeth, but furnished with a somewhat oval cavity, and mostly with lateral transverse grooves. From a similarity in the structure of the hinge, oysters and scallops have been classified as one tribe, but they differ very essentially both in their external appearance and their habits. Oysters adhere to rocks, or, as in two or three species, to roots of trees on the shore, while the scallops are always detached and usually lurk in the sand. 
Oyster Patties, an Entree. Number 289. Ingredients. Two dozen oysters, two ounces butter, three tablespoonfuls of cream, a little lemon juice, a blade of pounded mace, cayenne to taste. Mode. Scald the oysters in their own liqueur, beard them, and cut each one into three pieces. Put the butter into a stewpan, dredge in sufficient flour to dry it up. Add the strained oyster liqueur with the other ingredients. Put in the oysters and let them heat gradually, but not boil fast. Make the patty cases as directed for the lobster patties, number 277. Fill with the oyster mixture and replace the covers. Time. Two minutes for the oysters to simmer in the mixture. Average cost, exclusive of the patty cases, one shilling, one pence. Seasonable from September to April. The Oyster Fishery The oyster fishery in Britain is esteemed of so much importance that it is regulated by a court of admiralty. In the month of May the fishermen are allowed to take the oysters in order to separate the spawn from the culch, the latter of which is thrown in again, to preserve the bed for the future. After this month it is felony to carry away the culch, and otherwise punishable, to take any oyster, between the shells of which, when closed, a shilling will rattle. To keep oysters, 290. Put them in a tub, and cover them with salt and water. Let them remain for twelve hours, when they are to be taken out and allowed to stand for another twelve hours without water. If left without water every alternate twelve hours, they will be much better than if constantly kept in it. Never put the same water twice to them. Oysters fried in batter. Number 291. Ingredients. One half pint of oysters. Two eggs. One half pint of milk. Sufficient flour to make the batter. Pepper and salt to taste. When liked, a little nutmeg. Hot lard. Mode. Scald the oysters in their own liqueur, beard them, and lay them on a cloth to drain thoroughly. Break the eggs into a basin, mix the flour with them, add the milk gradually, with nutmeg and seasoning, and put the oysters in the batter. Make some lard hot in a deep frying pan. Put in the oysters, one at a time. When done, take them up with a sharp-pointed skewer, and dish them on a napkin. Fried oysters are frequently used for garnishing boiled fish and then a few breadcrumbs should be added to the flour. Time, five or six minutes. Average cost, for this quantity, one shilling, ten pence. Seasonable from September to April. Sufficient for three persons. Excellence of the English Oyster The French assert that the English oysters, which are esteemed the best in Europe, were originally procured from Cancal Bay near St. Malo but they assign no proof for this. It is a fact, however, that the oysters eaten in ancient Rome were nourished in the channel which then parted the Isle of Thanet from England, and which has since been filled up and converted into meadow. Boiled Perch, number 292. Ingredients. One quarter pound of salt to each gallon of water. Mode. Scale the fish, take out the gills, and clean it thoroughly. Lay it in boiling water, salted as above, and simmer gently for ten minutes. If the fish is very large, longer time must be allowed. Garnish with parsley and serve with plain melted butter or Dutch sauce. Perch do not preserve so good a flavor when stewed as when dressed in any other way. Time. Middling-sized perch, one-quarter hour.
Seasonable. From September to November. Note. Tench may be boiled the same way and served with the same sauces. Illustration. The Perch. The Perch. This is one of the best, as it is one of the most common of our freshwater fishes, and is found in nearly all the lakes and rivers in Britain and Ireland, as well as through the whole of Europe within the temperate zone. It is extremely voracious, and it has the peculiarity of being gregarious, which is contrary to the nature of all freshwater fishes of prey. The best season to angle for it is from the beginning of May to the middle of July. Large numbers of this fish are bred in the Hampton Court and Bushy Park Ponds, all of which are well supplied with running water and with plenty of food, yet they rarely attain a large size. In the Regent's Park they are also very numerous but are seldom heavier than three-quarters of a pound. Fried Perch, 293. Ingredients. Egg and bread crumbs, hot lard. Mode. Scale and clean the fish, brush it over with egg, and cover it with bread crumbs. Have ready some boiling lard, put the fish in, and fry a nice brown. Serve with plain melted butter or anchovy sauce. Time, ten minutes. Seasonable from September to November. Note. Fry tench in the same way. Perch stewed with wine, number 294. Ingredients. Equal quantities of stock, number 105, and sherry. One bay leaf, one clove of garlic, a small bunch of parsley, two cloves, salt to taste, thickening of butter and flour, pepper, grated nutmeg, one-half teaspoonful of anchovy sauce. Mode. Scale the fish and take out the gills, and clean them thoroughly. Lay them in a stewpan with sufficient stock and sherry just to cover them. Put in the bay leaf, garlic, parsley, cloves, and salt, and simmer till tender. When done, take out the fish, strain the liqueur, add a thickening of butter and flour, the pepper, nutmeg, and the anchovy sauce, and stir it over the fire until somewhat reduced when pour over the fish, and serve. Time, about 20 minutes. Seasonable from September to November. Boiled Pike 295. Ingredients. One quarter pound of salt to each gallon of water, a little vinegar. Mode. Scale and clean the pike and fasten the tail in its mouth by means of a skewer. Lay it in cold water, and when it boils, throw in the salt and vinegar. The time for boiling depends, of course, on the size of the fish, but a middling-sized pike will take about one half an hour. Serve with Dutch or anchovy sauce and plain melted butter. Time. According to size, one-half to one hour. Average cost, seldom bought. Seasonable from September to March. Illustration, the pike. The pike. This fish is, on account of its voracity, termed the freshwater shark, and is abundant in most of the European lakes, especially those of the northern parts. It grows to an immense size, some attaining to the measure of eight feet in Lapland and Russia. The smaller lakes of this country in Ireland vary in the kinds of fish they produce, some affording trout, others pike, and so on. Where these happen to be together, however, the trout soon becomes extinct. Within a short distance of Castlebar, says a writer on sports, there was a small bog lake called Doreen's. Ten years ago, it was celebrated for its numerous well-sized trout. Accidentally, pike effected a passage into the lake from the Manola River and now the trouts are extinct, or at least none of them are caught or seen. Previous to the intrusion of the pikes, half a dozen trouts would be killed in an evening in Doreen's, whose collective weight often amounted to twenty pounds. As an eating fish, the pike is in general dry.
Baked Pike 296 Ingredients 1 or 2 pike, a nice delicate stuffing, see forcemeats, 1 egg, bread crumbs, 1 quarter pound butter. Mode. Scale the fish, take out the gills, wash and wipe it thoroughly dry, stuff it with forcemeat, sew it up, and fasten the tail in the mouth by means of a skewer. Brush it over with egg, sprinkle with bread crumbs, and baste with butter, before putting it in the oven, which must be well heated. When the pike is of a nice brown color, cover it with buttered paper, as the outside would become too dry. If two are dressed, a little variety may be made by making one of them green with a little chopped parsley mixed with the bread crumbs. Serve anchovy or Dutch sauce and plain melted butter with it. Time. According to size, one hour, more or less. Average cost. Seldom bought. Seasonable from September to March. Note. Pike a la Genevese may be stewed in the same manner as salmon a la Genevese. Fried Place 297 Ingredients Hot lard or clarified drippings Egg and bread crumbs Mode This fish is fried in the same manner as soles. Wash and wipe them thoroughly dry and let them remain in a cloth until it is time to dress them. Brush them over with egg and cover with bread crumbs mixed with a little flour. Fry of a nice brown in hot dripping or lard and garnish with fried parsley and cut lemon. Send them to table with shrimp sauce and plain melted butter. Time, about five minutes. Average cost, three pence each. Seasonable from May to November. Sufficient, four place for four persons. Note, place may be boiled plain and served with melted butter. Garnish with parsley and cut lemon. Stewed place, 298. Ingredients. Four or five place, two onions, one-half ounce ground ginger, one pint of lemon juice, one-quarter pint water, six eggs, cayenne to taste. Mode. Cut the fish into pieces about two inches wide, salt them, and let them remain one-fourth hour. Slice and fry the onions a light brown. Put them in a stew pan, on the top of which put the fish without washing, and add the ginger, lemon juice, and water. Cook slowly for one half hour, and do not let the fish boil or it will break. Take it out, and when the liquor is cool, add six well-beaten eggs. Simmer till it thickens when pour over the fish and serve. Time, three-quarters hour. Average cost for this quantity, one shilling, nine pence. Seasonable from May to November. Sufficient for four persons, according to size. Illustration, the place. The place. This fish is found both in the Baltic and Mediterranean, and is also abundant on the coast of England. It keeps well, and like all ground fish, is very tenacious of life. Its flesh is inferior to that of the sole, and as it is a low-priced fish, it is generally bought by the poor. The best brought to the London market are called Dower's Place, from their being caught in the Dower's or Flats between Hastings and Folkestone. To boil prawns or shrimps. 299. Ingredients. 1 quarter pound salt to each gallon of water. Mode. Prawns should be very red and have no spawn under the tail. Much depends on their freshness and the way in which they are cooked. Throw them into boiling water, salted as above, and keep them boiling for about seven or eight minutes. Shrimps should be done in the same way, but less time must be allowed. 
It may easily be known when they are done by their changing color. Care should be taken that they are not overboiled, as they then become tasteless and indigestible. Time. Prawns about eight minutes, shrimps about five minutes. Average cost. Prawns two shillings per pound. Shrimps six pence per pint. Seasonable all the year. To dress prawns. 300. Cover a dish with a large cup reversed, and over that lay a small white napkin. Arrange the prawns on it in the form of a pyramid, and garnish with plenty of parsley. Boiled salmon. 301. Ingredients. Six ounces of salt to each gallon of water, sufficient water to cover the fish. Mode. Scale and clean the fish, and be particular that no blood is left inside. Lay it in the fish kettle with sufficient cold water to cover it, adding salt in the above proportion. Bring it quickly to a boil. Take off all the scum, and let it simmer gently till the fish is done, which will be when the meat separates easily from the bone. Experience alone can teach the cook to fix the time for boiling fish, but it is especially to be remembered that it should never be underdressed, as then nothing is more unwholesome. Neither let it remain in the kettle after it is sufficiently cooked, as that would render it insipid, watery, and colorless. Drain it, and if not wanted for a few minutes, keep it warm by means of warm cloths laid over it. Serve on a hot napkin, garnish with cut lemon and parsley, and send lobster or shrimp sauce and plain melted butter to table with it. A dish of dressed cucumber usually accompanies this fish. Time, eight minutes to each pound for large, thick salmon. Six minutes for thin fish. Average cost, in full season, one shilling, three pence per pound. Seasonable from April to August. Sufficient, one-half pound, or rather less, for each person. Note, cut lemon should be put on the table with this fish and a little of the juice squeezed over it is considered by many persons a most agreeable addition. Boiled peas are also, by some connoisseurs, considered especially adapted to be served with salmon. To choose salmon. To be good, the belly should be firm and thick, which may readily be ascertained by feeling it with the thumb and finger. The circumstance of this fish having red gills, though given as a standing rule in most cookery books, as a sign of its goodness, is not at all to be relied on, as this quality can be easily given them by art. Salmon and Caper Sauce, 302. Ingredients. Two slices of salmon, one quarter pound batter, one half teaspoonful of chopped parsley, one shallot, salt, pepper, and grated nutmeg to taste. Mode. Lay the salmon in a baking dish, place pieces of butter over it, and add the other ingredients, rubbing a little of the seasoning into the fish. Baste it frequently. When done, take it out and drain for a minute or two. Lay it in a dish, pour caper sauce over it, and serve. Salmon dressed in this way, with tomato sauce, is very delicious. Time, about three-fourths hour. Average cost, one shilling, three pence per pound. Seasonable from April to August. Sufficient for four or five persons. The Migratory Habits of the Salmon The instinct with which the salmon revisits its native river is one of the most curious circumstances in its natural history. As the swallow returns annually to its nest, so it returns to the same spot to deposit its ova. 
This fact would seem to have been repeatedly proved. Monsieur Deland fastened a copper ring round a salmon's tail and found that for three successive seasons it returned to the same place. Dr. Block states that gold and silver rings have been attached by eastern princes to salmon to prove that a communication existed between the Persian Gulf and the Caspian and Northern Seas, and that the experiment succeeded. Collared Salmon 303 Ingredients A piece of salmon, say three pounds, a high seasoning of salt, pounded mace and pepper, water and vinegar, three bay leaves. Mode. Split the fish, scale, bone, and wash it thoroughly clean. Wipe it and rub it in the seasoning inside and out. Roll it up and bind firmly. Lay it in a kettle, cover it with vinegar and water, one-third vinegar in proportion to the water. Add the bay leaves and a good seasoning of salt and whole pepper, and simmer till done. Do not remove the lid. Serve with melted butter or anchovy sauce. For preserving the collared fish, boil up the liqueur in which it was cooked and add a little more vinegar. Pour over when cold. Time. Three-quarters hour or rather more. Habitat of the Salmon The salmon is styled by Walton the king of freshwater fish and is found distributed over the north of Europe and Asia, from Britain to Kamchatka, but is never found in warm latitudes, nor has it ever been caught even so far south as the Mediterranean. It lives in fresh as well as in salt waters, depositing its spawn in the former, hundreds of miles from the mouths of some of those rivers to which it has been known to resort. In 1859 great efforts were made to introduce this fish into the Australian colonies, and it is believed that the attempt, after many difficulties, which were very skillfully overcome, has been successful. Crimped Salmon 304 Salmon is frequently dressed in this way at many fashionable tables, but must be very fresh and cut into slices two or three inches thick. Lay these in cold salt and water for one hour. Have ready some boiling water, salted, as in recipe number 301, and well skimmed. Put in the fish and simmer gently for a quarter hour, or rather more, should it be very thick. Garnish the same as boiled salmon and serve with the same sauces. Time, one quarter hour, more or less, according to size. Note, never use vinegar with salmon, as it spoils the taste and color of the fish. Illustration, the salmon. The salmon tribe. This is the abdominal fish, forming the fourth of the orders of Linnaeus. They are distinguished from the other fishes by having two dorsal fins, of which the hindmost is fleshy and without rays. They have teeth both on the tongue and in the jaws, whilst the body is covered with round and minutely striated scales. Curried Salmon 305 Ingredients Any remains of boiled salmon, three-quarter pint of strong or medium stock, number 105, one onion, one tablespoonful of curry powder, one teaspoonful of Harvey's sauce, one teaspoonful of anchovy sauce, one ounce of butter, the juice of one-half lemon, cayenne, and salt to taste. Mode. Cut up the onions into small pieces and fry them of a pale brown in the butter. Add all the ingredients but the salmon and simmer gently till the onion is tender, occasionally stirring the contents. Cut the salmon into small square pieces, carefully take away all skin and bone, lay it in the stewpan and let it gradually heat through, but do not allow it to boil long. Time three-fourths of an hour. 
Average cost, exclusive of the cold fish, nine pence. Growth of the salmon. At the latter end of the year, some as soon as November, salmon begin to press up the rivers as far as they can reach in order to deposit their spawn, which they do in the sand or gravel about eighteen inches deep. Here it lies buried till the spring, when about the latter end of March it begins to exclude the young, which gradually increase to four or five inches in length, and are then termed smelts or smelts. About the beginning of May the river seems to be alive with them, and there is no forming an idea of their numbers without having seen them. A seasonable flood, however, comes and hurries them to the great deep, whence about the middle of June they commence their return to the river again. By this time they are twelve or sixteen inches long, and progressively increase, both in number and size, till about the end of July, when they have become large enough to be denominated grilsey. Early in August they become fewer in numbers, but of greater size, having advanced to a weight of from six to nine pounds. This rapidity of growth appears surprising, and realizes the remark of Walton that the samlet becomes a salmon in as short a time as a gosling becomes a goose. Recent writers have, however, thrown considerable doubts on this quick growth of the salmon. Salmon Cutlets 306 Cut the slices one inch thick, and season them with pepper and salt. Butter a sheet of white paper, lay each slice on a separate piece, with their ends twisted. Broil gently over a clear fire, and serve with anchovy or caper sauce. When higher seasoning is required, add a few chopped herbs and a little spice. Time, five to ten minutes. Salmon a la Genovese, 307. Ingredients. Two slices of salmon, two chopped shallots, a little parsley, a small bunch of herbs, two bay leaves, two carrots, pounded mace, pepper and salt to taste, four tablespoonfuls of Madeira, one-half pint of white stock, number 107, thickening of butter and flour, one teaspoonful of essence of anchovies, the juice of one lemon, cayenne and salt to taste. Mode Rub the bottom of a stewpan over with butter, and put in the shallots, herbs, bay leaves, carrots, mace, and seasoning. Stir them for ten minutes over a clear fire, and add the Madeira or sherry. Simmer gently for one half hour, and strain through a sieve over the fish which stew in this gravy. As soon as the fish is sufficient cooked, take away all the liqueur, except a little to keep the salmon moist, and put it into another stewpan. Add the stock, thicken with butter and flour, and put in the anchovies, lemon juice, cayenne, and salt. Lay the salmon on a hot dish, pour over it part of the sauce, and serve the remainder in a tureen. Time, one and one quarter hour. Average cost for this quantity, three shillings, sixpence. Sufficient for four or five persons. Pickled Salmon, 308. Ingredients. Salmon, one half ounce of whole pepper, one half ounce of whole allspice, one teaspoonful of salt, two bay leaves, equal quantities of vinegar and the liqueur in which the fish was boiled. Mode. After the fish comes from table, lay it in a nice dish with a cover to it, as it should be excluded from the air, and take away the bone. Boil the liqueur and vinegar with the other ingredients for ten minutes, and let it stand to get cold. 
pour it over the salmon, and in twelve hours this will be fit for the table. Time, ten minutes. To cure salmon. This process consists in splitting the fish, rubbing it with salt, and then putting it into pickle in tubs provided for the purpose. Here it is kept for about six weeks, when it is taken out, pressed, and packed in casks with layers of salt. Potted Salmon 309 Ingredients Salmon Pounded mace, cloves, and pepper to taste. Three bay leaves, one quarter pound butter. Mode Skin the salmon and clean it thoroughly by wiping with a cloth. Water would spoil it. Cut it into square pieces which rub with salt. Let them remain till thoroughly drained, then lay them in a dish with the other ingredients and bake. When quite done, drain them from the gravy, press into pots for use, and when cold, pour over it clarified butter. Time, one half hour. An aversion in the salmon. The salmon is said to have an aversion to anything red. Hence fishermen engaged in catching it do not wear jackets or caps of that color. Pontopidon also says that it has an abhorrence of carrion, and if any happens to be thrown into the place it haunts, it immediately forsakes them. The remedy adopted for this in Norway is to throw into the polluted water a lighted torch. As food, salmon, when in perfection, is one of the most delicious and nutritive of our fish. End of section 16